Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. Uh, They do all the heavy lifting to make sure this podcast comes out week after week after week. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. I'm excited about this episode. Um, We are, as this podcast is coming out, uh, it's January 20th. Uh, You may be listening to it later, but uh, Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday. And we, as followers of Jesus Christ, understand that uh, the Scripture is very clear that that all of life is sacred, um, and, and as we, as human beings, we've been made in the very image of God, both man and female have been made in the image of God, and that all people, because they're made in the image of God, are to be treated with the love and respect um, that, that would be due of anyone who, who's, who would be made in God's image, which is each and every one of us. We, we understand that that as as we uh, as believers, uh, and we believe uh, science backs us up on this, that, that life begins at conception, and so you know many who are listening to this would understand that that obviously uh, as a church that that believes that the Bible is true and followers of Jesus Christ, uh, we we do everything we can to, to stand for the for the unborn, um, the most vulnerable among us. Uh, but we also uh, reach out in a love and message for everybody, all ages, including those, by the way, and sometimes this gets missed, those who don't believe the way we do. Uh, just because someone doesn't share our faith doesn't mean we don't share Christ's love with them, um, that we want to be loving and stand for the truth, but loving and standing for the truth. And so um, I'm excited to have with me uh, Vanessa Samuels. Um, she is on staff here at Crosswind. She's one of our kids' ministry directors. Uh, also, uh, full disclosure, she is my daughter, my oldest child. And so uh, it is uh, great to have you here with us on this uh, podcast. It's great to be here. Very excited. And then I have with us as well uh, my wife, uh, Krista Cooper. Uh, she is on the board of CareNet, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Uh, but it's a ministry uh, that, that ministers to, uh, to moms and kids and families, and, and they'll unpack that a little bit for us. Uh, Vanessa has previously served on the staff of that ministry, and uh, it's a ministry that we, uh, as Crosswinds, uh, support as well. And so, Krista, thanks for, for allowing me to coerce you to, to come on in and be a part of this. Now, this isn't a topic close to your heart, but being on the podcast isn't necessarily one of those things. <laughs> no, but I'm happy to be here and talk about um, just how to love people regardless um, of where they're at. Yeah, wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. And so let me let me uh, start with you, Vanessa. First of all, I want to I want to focus on CareNet for a second, uh, so we can give a plug to, to this amazing ministry and what's out there for people. Um, you were you were on the staff there, so, so you're you're very closely uh, uh, connected and understand what the ministry of that of that of that uh, ministry is. And so, talk to me a little bit about CareNet. What is CareNet? What do you do? And, and what do they do? And yeah, um, so CareNet exists in a community to help um, families, specifically more um, moms and dads who are um, needing assistance in terms of 
anything to do with their babies. And so we consider that unborn babies as well. Uh, we offer free pregnancy test. I'm saying we like I'm still working there, but they offer. Well, you're part of it. I'm still part of it. Yes. Them, so, yes. I mean, we're, yeah. Yes. I'm so used to giving this spiel. Um, but yes, so we offer free pregnancy test, options counseling. So if you are pregnant, what's your next step and how can we help you with that? Um, there's also after the, or sorry, while you're pregnant, there are uh, classes that you can take for your pregnancy. And then after you have the baby, there are classes that you can take for parenting as well. Um, and we also do week supplies of diapers, wipes, and formula as we can. It's donation-based, um, as well as a boutique with clothing and really anything you can need for babies and toddlers. We do our best to set up nurseries for parents who need them. Um, you know, really anything in the realm of trying to make parents feel like they're equipped for this stage of life that they're entering in with their children. That's great. That's great. And Chris, how long have you served on the board? I think three years. No, more than that. Because okay. I was, I worked there for three oh, years. Sorry. Four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so share a little bit, you know, um, what, what drew you to be a part of that ministry? Well, um, Definitely representing and figuring out how we can be um, able to assist families, but also just, um, I think, get the word out about um, how we care for people. I I think, too, you know, we really want to connect. One of our goals is to connect with teenagers and um, just talk to them about, you know, walk alongside them in whatever um, situation they find themselves in. And um, it's just... It breaks my heart to think of um, them walking that alone and maybe not being supported. And um, I think I've also just witnessed in my life um, so many of my friends that haven't been able to necessarily possibly have a, a child and just show the options of what these um, girls might be able to, you know, equip them with whatever decision that they make and just be there for them and love them. And I want to say too, you know, I know, I know your both your hearts in this, but you know, sometimes they make a decision different than than we would hope they would make, and maybe they abort the child, you know, and 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 we're there for them then mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like it's not like, well, you didn't do what we wanted you to do, and so you're done. Yeah. Uh, we we want to be there for them then as well. Yeah, yeah, and we um, have host a board of healing specifically for that. Um, not every mother, you know, needs that right away, but there might be a point in their life where they experience grief. We've had a lot of moms who, when they start to have kids, realize that maybe they missed out at one point based on a decision. And so they need some closure and help. And we know that God doesn't want us to live in guilt and shame. Those are vices of the devil. And so he wants us to be free um, no matter what choices we made back then, right? Or in that moment, he wants us to live free and in his glory. And so um, that's what that whole thing is about, right? To give moms and dads um, that peace that God can give us through those times. Yeah, and so we, we want to share the love of God you know, like I said, mm-hmm. with people who who agree uh, with what we believe, um, but we also want to be able to share his love with those who don't. Yeah. Um, that hopefully even sharing the love, that they, they'll come to know him and, and walk with him. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it's interesting. The word love is, is thrown around so much now, and, and love seems to be acceptance. You know, I accept everything that someone does. And I'd say, well, if that's true... Then love, you only truly love a person who's like you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's conditional, right? Right, so conditional. Where, where God calls us to an unconditional love, it says, no, we're to love people who are like us and we're to love people who aren't and, and, and whose beliefs are maybe even the polar opposite. 
um, that we don't have to uh, accept uh, what they believe, but we certainly need to be willing to, to love them and accept them as, as an image bearer of God. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, we, let's, let's talk a little broadly here about being image bearers of God and, and you know, um, when that, that whole, that's a big concept, right? That God made us in his image. And so what does that what does that mean for us daily? What does it mean when we're talking about ministering to people like us and different than us and beliefs like us and different than us? What what's your story in that? And and, and Vanessa, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think um for me, it just means that God God desires um much of me, but not that I can't handle, right? He wants the absolute best for me. He wants um me to grow. He wants me to experience life in its fullest, love others, you know, live as he would to be, that's to be an image bearer, right? Um, And to know that when I don't hit those points, he's not shaming me. He's not saying, oh, we didn't make it. It's okay, get up, let's try again. Because you can do this. He's not having an expectation that's unrealistic or beyond my capability. um, And he's with me every step of the way. And so I think, you know, in terms of what does that look like for me and others, it's to know that there's great potential in all of us. Um, No matter what we've done. No matter what we've done, no matter what our past is, no matter where we currently are, there's great potential within us. And God wants us to reach that potential um, and recognizing that we can't do it on our own. Whether that's um, we can't do it without community, we can't do it without church, we can't do it without God. Um, but you know that full potential it requires those things. Yeah. How about you, Krista? Well, I think um, you know I think one of my prayers is every morning that whoever whatever I say and do would just be a representative of God. And um, it's not easy. And sometimes you look back in your day and you're like, wow, I could have done that so different. But I agree with Vanessa. I'm, I think one of my favorite Bible verses is, you know, your mercies are new every morning. And um, every morning we wake up, God's there waiting for us to meet the mark again, regardless of how it was yesterday or the day, you know, the day before that or year before that, that he just, he wants all of us. And he um, is going to walk alongside of us wherever we're at. And I think if I, you know, I want to be that light. I want people to be able to look at me and know that I love Jesus and that um, I'm going to love you regardless of the choices that you're making. Like like you said earlier, it's not accepting the choices that you're making and saying it's okay, but walking alongside you to teach you how to make other choices that are going to be more life-fulfilling than the ones you are. Yeah, and I would add to that too, showing the light is also showing where you've had darkness, right? Mm. It's also expressing yes. the vulnerability of yesterday was not great, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, or the season was yeah, not great. Yeah, or, my yeah, my past was not great, right? You can't be a light without showing where the darkness has been too. Yeah, it's good. It's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the idea of the sanctity of life, um, you know, Sunday uh, really hits me um, – a couple of ways. Uh, first is, um, I was a new pastor on staff at a church called Heritage in Illinois, and uh, Sanctity of Life Sunday came around. Uh, to be really honest with you, I had never even knew there was such a thing uh, until the year before, uh, because uh, the pastor there, John Bray, amazing friend, mentor of mine, um, had preached on it, and it introduced me to Sanctity of Life Sunday. And then the second year, he was going to be gone, 
and he said, uh, would you preach on that? And uh, I, of course, uh, being an assistant pastor, said, absolutely, whatever you want. And then went to my office and said, okay, God, what are we going to do? Because I don't have a clue. And I remember putting a message together, and it was a very factual message uh, about the unborn and, and you know what, how culture at that time, I mean, this would have been 94, um, you know, um, you know, just the, the abortion rate, all those type of things. And, uh, and it was the, almost a week before uh, I was praying over that message, and it was already written, and the Lord said, throw that away. And I said, Lord, we worked really hard on that. And uh, he said, throw that away. And so I threw that away, and uh, anyone who knows me, I, I prepare way in advance. So now I'm, I'm days before I'm supposed to be sharing this message, and literally, you know, less than a week. And you know, I got on my knees and prayed, and, and the Lord said, I want you to share about just the value of life. And I want you to talk about how much I love people. And I remember just being broken and uh, putting that message together. And then sharing it with the congregation that Sunday. And it was that Sunday that a lady came up to me and she confessed something. She said, this is the first Sanctity of Life Sunday that I've actually sat through. And... um I didn't know her story. I didn't. I didn't even know who she was, uh, to be honest with you. Um, um, I hadn't met her before, but but she came up and she said, "Thank you for that message." And she proceeded to t- let me. I always think it's an honor when someone lets you enter into their their life, right? So she started sharing her story, but she had had four abortions. That her experience was much different than a lot of um, pro life people had portrayed it. That the places she went was very caring for her. Um, you know, you hear stories where, where they have an abortion, then no one follows up. In all four cases, someone followed up on them. And she said, the fact that I didn't demonize those who believe they were doing right, although uh, my belief, scriptural belief, right, they weren't, um, the way I didn't demonize them but talked about the value of life allowed her to sit through it and find healing. And I went, you know, that's what God does. You share the truth in love, and he can take an individual who now she's she's a follower of Christ. Her her views are different. Yeah. You know, she said she would consider herself, she was a Christian. She said, I was a Christian. I just didn't, I, I just wasn't in alignment with God on this. And she said, but now I believe differently. But she still couldn't shit, sit, sit through that, that thing before because of, of um, just the way it was presented, and that's nothing. She wasn't there when John. She was new to our church, mm-hmm. so it was it was it was new the way to experience that. And so the, every, you know, I just I think about that all the time. And so that was that was life changing for me to realize that if all life is valuable, then so is the lives of those who are doing things that even seem quite heinous to me. Yeah. Um, against scripture. Yeah. The second one where it really became real to me. Um, you know, so I'm a, I'm a father of, of three children, uh, which means, you know, wow, you know, people will say, well, my wife and I are pregnant. And I realized really quick, no, she's pregnant, <laughs> um, you know, but I'm not carrying the child and I don't have morning sickness. And, you know, the only thing I get the benefit is when she has a craving that I like, uh, I'm eating there too, you know, and, and that type of thing. But, uh, you know, with our third child, um, Will, um, we had a situation where, uh, Wow. Um, Krista had got a call that while she was pregnant with him that the test didn't come back good. I was, what, Krista, about half an hour away? Mm -hmm. 
So I left my job at that time, uh, and you know, so I, I need to go. And I remember driving half an hour to be with her as she got these, you know, the results that, that you know, we don't know what's going on, but there's something, something not exactly right with the child. And uh, just praying and saying, Lord, I don't know what to say to Krista. I don't know what to do here, but I know you're in control. Well, you know, fast forward a little bit, and uh, you know, we were in a doctor's office, and he, of course, gave us some options. One of them was abortion. Uh, which we really quickly said was not an option for us. Um, Will was living, you know, within her and and whatever God had in store for us and Will, we wanted to be a part of that. Uh, you know, God God certainly wanted us to be a part of that. And uh, turned out, a lot of the things that they thought was an issue with him was not. They had brought up, you know, severe spinal bifida, you know, all these other names of things that I can't even probably pronounce. Um, he was born of a bilateral cleft lip and palate, which, you know, it's been uh, unique challenges for him now that he's, you know, he's uh, 19. All right. I knew the age of my youngest child. That's good. Uh, now that he's 19, <laughs> you know, he's had uh, how many surgeries, Krista? I've lost count. At least 12. Yeah, at least 12 surgeries. But he's a trooper. Uh, he's one of my fave heroes, actually. But I look at him and I get the value of life. Yeah. Because he genuinely has the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is really close to my heart, if you can't tell, as um, you can't see me, but, but I'm, you know, an emotional mess right now. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it just it, – so it matters to me in two ways. Originally, that, that moment with that woman totally changed my, my understanding of what it means to love all people, even those who are different, who who think differently, who are doing things that I'm totally opposed to because I believe God's opposed to it. I love them, and I want them to know the love of God. But then with Will, it was like, wow. If we had done what the culture would have said was the wise thing, we wouldn't have this blessing of a son. And, uh, and if it had been different. God would have been faithful with that situation, you know, and and I just I say the sanctity of life to me is is a big thing. It's it's not a big thing in the sense of um, just one issue. It's a it's a life issue, you know. I, I think of our church and helping an orphanage. You know, we're a part of a children's nest in Zambia, an orphanage for kids, and and one of the things I love about that's life. And what we do there is 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 sharing the love of God with with these children and and the people who are pouring into them, and we get to make a difference in Africa, you know, and and, and at orphanage, and we get to be a part of CareNet here locally and, and impact people's lives that way. And then every single day, we as ambassadors of Christ is what the Scripture calls us. We get to go to the places where we live and where we work and where we go to school and play, and, and just share His love. And his message, because again, you know, if, if we share uh, the message without love, it's useless. But if we if we share his love without the message, it has no power. And so the two have to be married together in order to to make the difference that God's called us to make. And so for me, I know I've I've gone a little longer than the two of you, but but those two things were were transformational in the way I see um, loving other people uh, who are image bearers of God. Anything you would add, Vanessa? No, I think that's great. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people can have different stories, right, of how maybe it hit home with them um, to see life and in a different way. And um, 
yeah, I think God meets us where we're at. And that's exactly what you're saying with that woman, right? And how you're speaking to that congregation. He meets us where we're at. And where we're at is that God's going to love you right there. He wants more for you, but he's going to love you right there. Yeah, I think the reality of it is, too, because I think the temptation in our culture, especially around this topic of life, is is to to sort of weave our way around the issue, you know? And, you know, I, I read this a while back now, but it's just become a mantra for me as, I, as I'm praying over God, give me boldness and love and when I'm sharing the truth of his word, is the reality that for me to expect that something contrary to God's word would bless somebody is a fallacy. That that God's way is is not just the right way; it's the best way. It's the way in which we're blessed. It's the way in which we experience, you know, the full resources of heaven working in and through our life. And so, for me to to cower away from God's truth, um, sharing it with somebody when the opportunity is there to do so. I mean, I'm not somebody who's going to beat someone up beside the head with these things. But if I'm in a conversation, I'm not going to cower away from it. I'm not going to act like I'm ashamed of God's word. Um, it, it brings life, right? Yeah. It's words of life. It's living and active. And and, and so, you know, I, I think as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ, in fact, I know as a follower of Jesus Christ, that as we talk about sanctity of life, it's not something we should be ashamed of, um, but it's certainly something that as we as we share our, our understanding of that, and, and it is broader, it, it's, 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 uh, it's 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 standing against human trafficking, whether mm-hmm. it be the exploitation of children or whether it be uh, sex trade or, or, or those things. It's it's understanding that there's more people in slavery today in the world than there ever has been, mm-hmm. and standing against that. You know, it, it's it's being active and and I've done this where where I've written um, senators and representatives and 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 so forth and and said, look, why are we doing business with that country? Why why are we so close to them, knowing all the human right violations. It's standing up for lifestyles I don't agree with, but in certain countries, they're being killed for living a lifestyle that's that's allowed here but is not allowed there and saying that's just wrong. That their life matters. I don't agree with the lifestyle they've chosen, but but man, their life matters, and yeah. we we should use every influence we have to to make sure that those lives aren't aren't um, being uh, treated so poorly, and, and to the point of poorly is an understatement. To the yeah. point where some places are being killed, and so for me, you know, Sanctity of Life Sunday is is, is a big issue. You know, it's just that we need to be uh, mindful of in, in our in our living, and and uh, and even when those who don't agree with us, you know, call us, call us hate for loving the way we do, yeah. we shouldn't stop loving in truth. Yeah. Uh, when we when I was at CareNet, so during the pandemic time, we ended up counting in every week for a year. So for 52 weeks, we would have a mom come in and talk about the relationship she was in of domestic violence. Mm. And so, you know, we can't even begin to address that baby until we get that mom to safety, right? Get her out of that toxic situation, that hurtful and harmful situation, and that sanctity of life, right? It's not just yeah. not just looking at the baby in that situation. It's that mom, too. And yeah. how do we get her healthy? Um, so, yeah, I completely agree. It's the whole person. It's the whole community, the whole picture, not just this one little piece of it. Mm-hmm. Chris, have any final words? No, I just... I shared our really, story, but... I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I can remember clear as day sitting in that doctor's office and being asked on more than... More than once, you know, would you consider terminating this pregnancy? And I thought, it doesn't matter, you know, whatever God has for this baby, you'll equip, you know, Craig and myself 
to be able to raise him. And, you know, that's just our own personal experience. And I, I know that there's just so much more out there of loving the whole person in sanctity of life than just, you know, the unborn baby. And I think that if we can take that and walk into the world, um, we can change we can change the world with God's mm-hmm. love, you know, if we can hold on to that and not pigeonhole ourselves into what the world tells us sanctity of life is. That's good. Or who we are as mm-hmm. people who believe in, in pro-life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been uh, definitely uh, one of the heavier episodes of our podcast. And, and I just want to let you know if you're out there and you're, you're dealing with any of these issues, um, you can reach out to us at, at crosswinds.church. You can call our church office and, and we're here for you. We're here for you, and um, and also uh, CareNet uh, here in uh, Canandaigua, and uh, you know is a is an, uh, definitely a ministry that would also uh, be willing to to walk with you as well. Um, part of the reason we do these podcasts is so that you know we're here and we're here for you um, because you matter. Uh, if you haven't picked that up from what we've been talking about here, uh, you are made in the image of God, and you matter. And uh, you matter not because of what you have done or what you haven't done. You matter because God loves you and he has made you in his image. You may not feel like it. And by the way, join the club. Uh, we all understand what it's like not to not to necessarily feel uh, that. But the reality of it is you are made in his image and he does love you. And so if there's any way that we can uh, we can help you out, let us know. Again, crosswinds.church. I encourage you to join me next week. Uh, we'll be continuing our conversation that we started last, uh, last couple of episodes of sort of walking through our strategy here at Crosswinds. Uh, remember, uh, again, check out crosswinds.church. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.